You ever you ever watch the Try Guys on YouTube? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, they I had a, a new episode out today about um, or like within the last day or two, the Try Guys do debate camp or something like that. Okay. So they're getting like all these topics and have to debate against each other, and uh, it gets it, it just gets way way off the rails later on in the episode to the yeah. point that the debate is does a straw have one hole or does it have two holes? So one group has to debate that it's just one big hole. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it comes to the point where somebody's like, listen, your body is like a straw. You have a mouth hole, mouth hole and, and a you butt have hole. a butthole and they're yeah. connected. And those are two holes. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a two hole <laughs> And straw. Ned, Ned tells Keith, he's like, listen, Keith, if I, if I put your butt, in milk and I used a straw to drink out of your right, butt. This is way too much. <laughs> it it goes way out right. there, but it's goddamn you, you, it's funny. You've ruined my icebreaker, but that's fine. It's not a big deal. Okay, here we are. Yeah, after last week's Tony, Tony a solo edition, I'm uh, I'm back. Hello, welcome to the DTS podcast. I'm Derek. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you host this? Uh, sorry, it's just kind of an automatic thing when somebody okay. does such a terrible job. I feel like I had to take over. That's like your instinct kicking in. <laughs> That's weird that you have that instinct, but you don't have the instinct to actually show up to do the fucking show. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm Tony. Hello. What's going on? Uh, I'm back. I wasn't Derek salty until so you reminded me to be salty. Listen, you were the salt. Like, it was so fun listening to that last week's episode, which yeah, I dude, thought, just honestly. Just call me Salt Bay. Listen, honestly, I think you did a great job, so I will, I will give you a soft clap here. I thought you did a pretty great job. Hey, uh, I don't need your fucking affirmations. However, I thought the end of the podcast was the best part where it seemed like you missed me and were just like pleading for me to show up <laughs> and then immediately went into, into visceral rage mode where you told me to fuck myself. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, you, you basically you basically went into uh, what's that guy from uh, fuck when Tom Cruise was playing. Yeah, a fat guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, you're talking about Tropic you, Thunder? Tropic Thunder, yeah. I will literally fuck, fuck you up. Fuck your face. Fuck your face. Yeah. Kill Tug Spinman, I don't care. Yeah, so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how it felt, though, at the end of that show I last heard, week. I uh, heard, went to the, we we're going to talk about the caucuses, but I was at the caucus the other night, and they had some overhead music playing before it, and uh, that Flo Rider song came on, and I just yeah. started doing that thing where he, he just, does. just getting it, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just starts, like, fucking hitting, like it. he's beating the beat, you know? Uh-huh. Oh man, I remember when that movie came out. I did not remember. I did not that realize was a, it was Tom Cruise for the longest. That's a big. Uh, that was a big cameo. That was a big deal. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I, I don't think awesome. you can call it a cameo. Well, yeah, you're right. But it was like, I don't know. It's just that movie was full of just ridiculousness, and that was somehow like maybe the most ridiculous <laughs> of all. I saw. I saw. Um, I saw uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. RDJ, he was on Joe Rogan maybe a couple weeks ago and talking about, he was talking about Iron Man, but Joe asked him about Tropic Thunder and like, he's like, could you do that movie now? And he's like, oh, fuck no. No, 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 no. You couldn't (laughs) do Blackface now in 2020? No, definitely not going to happen. That's a big no-no nowadays, you know? You know what else is a big no-no, Tony? No, I don't. According to uh, most middle-aged women that were complaining on uh, the Facebook and the Twitter Sunday night, yeah, at ass shaking on the television. Apparently, that's just not okay. I I thought it was actually shirtless, shirtless, scrawny motherfuckers that sing not so great songs. Way okay, but 
but booty shaking bitches definitely not okay for the television apparently yeah i actually thought it was the other way around i thought it was exactly what we needed and that's not even like a that's not even like a male chauvinist way i'm just like yeah dude get out there and fucking flex yourself you know listen i mean i am a i'm i that Jenny from the Block song still slaps to this day. I'm still a fan of that on, on that song. You know, yeah. there's a couple songs that I didn't care about J Lo, but that Shakira and her come out and killed it. Like they had a pretty decent halftime it's show. So and, weird and that Shakira is younger, but she looks older. Way old. She <laughs> looks like she got beat the fuck up. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Um, so that's she's that's like a seven or eight years younger. Yeah, it's it's a little strange, but uh, yeah, J Lo looked uh, pretty great for being fucking what fifty. Yeah, I thought it was great how they kept cutting to like this pan shot and you could see uh they kept talking about a rod just dancing in the crowd oh he was getting after <laughs> yeah, it. yeah he was more power to him man you know if you're married to that woman just get after it yeah you just gotta own it you know like yeah she makes um, a lot more money than you and whatever uh i just thought it was ridiculous how people online were freaking out that these women were on there shaking their ass but the fucking cheerleaders who are usually dressed even skimpier than how they were do it on the daily and no one says a word yeah you know what's weird is um uh, like I, I was trying to think, or I was talking to somebody at work the other day and it's like, do we know any other like famous couples that are as prominent as those two? Like one of the best female recording artists of all time. And then one of the best baseball players of all time. That, that's yeah, a absolutely. real power couple. I mean, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z are definitely right there with them. Kim Kardashian and yeah. Kanye West hate him. If you will, are are probably the same fucking the same level, you know? Ooh, I don't. I don't want to give that to Kim. She does. I don't. Thing. I don't because she's a porn star. I mean, essentially that is how she started her her millions and got it. But they're still a power couple. They still get all the attention. They've got eight million e network TV shows or whatever the fuck. Right. You know. So I don't know. I thought the halftime show was good. Also, you know, it was good. The three quarters of the Super Bowl that I watched. <laughs> yeah, Derek fell asleep. Uh, that that was probably the highlight of my night. Actually, was you waking <laughs> up and be like, definitely passed out for the last half for the last hour. <laughs> I'm like, it's the fucking Super Bowl, Super man. Bowl. I left oh. work. I left work with a fucking migraine because some shit went down and I wasn't really feeling the best as far. I was really lethargic. You know, it's my weekend. So I get up at four o'clock, three days in a row, which means I get like less than six hours of sleep, three nights in a row. Do you want to air um, it out right now? Like what happened at work? No, 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 no. It's not. No, it's why nothing not? Because it's nothing for it's nothing that you can't be vulnerable. I can be vulnerable. Are you trying to say men can't be vulnerable right too? Anyway, so I get home, I change, Thugs cry, okay? Two I, gra- <laughs> I grab my beer, head over to the in-laws and her dad, you know, who's got, uh, got some, some, some medical issues right now. Right. He and, fell uh, asleep on his ass. And so he's drinking a beer and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this thing. We're having beers. We do a couple shots and the wife's like, you need to eat. And I'm like, all right. So I eat and I literally eat and fucking it was it was a brick wall. It was like it was like the, when the road runner runs so, so fast and then the Tasmanian devil or not the Tasmanian devil, but uh, oh, what the fuck? Wiley Coyote, Wiley Coyote <laughs> runs off the fucking cliff. That was me going holding up a sign. I'm out. And I just crashed her dad uh. at one point, like through my sleepiness was like. Derek, lay your head down on the bar on the bar top, and I, like, <laughs> and I did it because I was just yeah. sitting there, hands on my belly, and my fucking necks just all cockeyed and fucking trying to sleep. It was this led us to the discussion that you one hundred percent have sleep apnea and you will <laughs> not know. go get a machine. I yeah, I, I have real bad sleep apnea. I know I do. I've had the sleep studies; they weren't great, and uh, I don't want to pay money for how great were they? Oh, that's right. You stop breathing once every fucking minute when you're sleeping. Yeah, once it seemed like multi. Yeah, what it was, it was not great. 
not not great. Listen, so. we're gonna start a GoFundMe. Get this man a CPAP machine. <laughs> he might have to. He's gonna not, die. How are I we gonna might. continue the DTS podcast when the D the now D stands stand for, for dead? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Dead Tony Show podcast. Hold on, hold on. That's that's the name of your podcast this week. D stands for death. Oh, oh that's a terrible one. That's pretty good. Um, the Super Bowl right. was great. I the cannot believe really that good. the the Chiefs pulled it out. What's crazy to me, and this sucks as a Broncos fan, is I have to deal with that motherfucker twice a year for the next however many, because you know they're going to back the fucking Brinks truck up to that motherfucker's house and unload the dollars on that dude. Sure. Yeah, you know what, though? Like, here's what I think is uh, I was toting the stats about defenses over offenses in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to really tote the stats about quarterbacks that – just get fucking praised and praised and praised, but then they get paid and suck. Uh, there are far, far more examples of that in the NFL. So don't hold your breath, man. I think you think you might be all right. No, I, I, I really don't. <laughs> Here's where I'm at. Okay, great. Is he, he did something that I have not seen in very many other quarterbacks, and that is going into the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter down 10 point was 11 points technically, 21-10. Yeah. Down 11 points, you have 15 minutes to go. There are not very many quarterbacks that have that kind of drive and that kind of energy to be able uh, to yeah. come back from that. I mean, really, other than Brady, give me somebody. Well, I mean, there's plenty of people that came back in the, in the Super Bowl. In the regular uh, I, I think you'd I be know. surprised. Up. I think there's a, I bet there's at least a dozen that have been down in the fourth and came back. Generally speaking, the Super Bowl actually isn't that close of a game. We've been really lucky in our our lifetime, our generation, that so many Super Bowls have been pretty good. But for the longest, the the AFC and NFC championship is was really the better game. Let's see if I can pull this out here. Uh so here is Super Bowl. I'm not gonna even try to tell you. Um Giants overcame an eight point deficit. Doesn't say fourth quarter, just an eight point deficit. Against the uh, that was when they beat yeah, when they beat the Patriots. Right. Giants overcame a nine-point deficit. Um, yeah, they came back both times against the Patriots. That was the Bills. They beat the Bills 20-19. to 19. That was... Uh, oh, that's uh, back Jim, in the, the K-Gun. Days. Yeah. Uh, as soon as anything wants to load on my computer and doesn't take a shit, which is why I don't try to load anything on Think here. about that, man. You know, they don't get enough love. They went to the Super Bowl four straight times. John Elway started the Broncos out with a 10-point lead against the Redskins, and then they lost 42-10. to 10. Was, that, was that Theismann or... Cunningham, or not Cunningham, um, uh, Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Okay. Uh, Saints overcome 10 points and beat the Colts 31-17. That was Peyton Manning losing that one. Yeah. Uh, Patriots beat the Seahawks 28-24. And again, these aren't fourth quarter necessarily. This is just a deficit. And then the Patriots, obviously, we don't even need to talk about. Uh, yeah, 28-3. 28-3. to, three. 28 to three. <laughs> uh, Which, I mean, do you think Kyle Shanahan feels a little bit of that again after losing this game? I, I think that those things really do end up manifesting themselves. Like, I don't think he personally thinks that, but it's going to be the talk of the town for so long right. that, like, you can't you can't get away from that. Like, no. in two different It's one Super thing Bowls, to lose a Super Bowl. It's one thing to lose a Super Bowl. It's another thing to have a lead in both of those and lose in the fourth quarter. Right. So, I don't know. I, I, Patrick Mahomes is a special, special man. He does some pretty crazy things. Uh 
he looked pretty real in that third quarter in the highlights because, you know, I was asleep during the two interceptions <laughs> he threw. Uh, but when I woke up, he hit Sammy Watkins for that sideline run and set up for that touchdown to make it 21-17, and then it was over. It was off to the races. Their defense stepped up. They got another touchdown and then made, uh, made uh, uh, Jimmy G throw that interception for another touchdown. So it was all over. Yeah, I, I think Loki, the story really is more the 49ers and, and Garoppolo. I think he's uh I think he's gonna be pretty good. Uh and, you know, Patrick Mahomes has taken a lot of the a lot of the credit and a lot of the shine, but Jimmy G has well, played pretty well. Uh yeah, I mean here's the thing that you're asking Jimmy G to do, which he hadn't done the five previous games is throw more than one touchdown. He hadn't done it. You know, he's coming off a championship game where they rode the run game for the entire game, Jimmy G threw eight fucking passes. Yeah, and I'm gets, not. I'm I'm no sports analyst. I'm no sports analyst. But calls. you're you're right. But either way, the opportunities still arose as he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders for that throw, and that was a big one. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think some of that really is just like young dude in the Super Bowl. Like he's sure. been to the Super Bowl, but he's never played in the Super he's Bowl. He's got a ring. He's got he's two got rings. A ring. Yeah, two rings. Yeah. Um, but like people seemed to forget so quickly when he got shipped off to San Francisco a couple of years ago and Brady was like, fuck you, Belichick, right. traded him midseason, that he played like seven or eight games and he, he threw like 25 touchdowns. Yeah, like, the dude is good. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. The 49ers are going to be good for a long time. The 49ers you know just, just drafted a couple of rookie studs for running backs. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they have Nick Bosa they got this year. You know, like they're yeah. stacked to the brim. And for them to have a tough loss, you know what? Honestly, I could see a repeat of the Super Bowl next year. I really, really could. That would that that would be really good for the NFL. It would be it would tell a story. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a WrestleMania story. It's a John Cena and The Rock one versus a John Cena and The Rock two. You know what I'm saying? God, it's, those uh, are, are these both set up? Maybe you never know. the The Illuminati run everything, Tony. Don't you know? What do you think about, uh, I thought you were going to segue that to Pete Rose. I, I was, I was going to do it, but I was waiting for you. I was kind of setting you up. I didn't want to take all the glory. Yeah. I just wanted to get your opinion real quick. So Pete Rose came out today. Um, and he's like, he sent a formal letter to the MLB that he wants to be reinstated, uh, and hall of fame eligible in lieu of the Houston Astros debacle. Any, yeah. He's like, yo, I bet it on some games, but Jesus Christ, these guys cheated for a championship possibly twice. So what do you think? Does Pete Rose need to be in the hall of fame? Yes. You think, I think it, it is ridiculous. I think it is ridiculous in this day and age in the state that baseball has been in based on the amount of steroid bullshit that we went with for how many years and all the trials and the investigation. And now here we are amidst another yeah. seeming, I don't know what you would want to call it, where you want to put that in the level of, of, uh, of debacles with the MLB. Pete Rose deserves to be in the hall of fame period. From his days as a as player, a player. To his days as a coach, it doesn't matter. You pick yeah, which pe- way, people can way. go in as players and coaches. So, like, yes. clearly, you're not going to put him in as a coach. Sure, fine, but you it doesn't it doesn't change sure. what he did as a player. Same thing. It's like player. same thing with OJ. You're right. not going to take OJ out of the Hall of Fame because right. he ended up killing somebody. Well, he didn't. Listen, the yeah, glove didn't yeah. fit. <laughs> the glove didn't fit. You had to, to quit. quit. Yep. You know, he wrote a book, right? Yeah, no, I know. You know, it was called "If I Did It." Right, no, I know what and, the whole and, thing and, is. and you know that it had stuff that never that came out like, in the trial. Well, if I did do it, this is what I would do. Yeah, it had details that never came out in the public trial. Of the public, yeah. No, I know. I understand. Okay. Listen, it's like Ray Lewis killing a guy. You just don't really talk about it all that much. He might have done it. He, he definitely did it. Ray Lewis definitely murdered a couple of guys. 
Maybe even during that Super Bowl when the lights went out, for sure. Probably, probably Aaron Hernandez is going to be Super Bowl uh, or Hall of Fame eligible <laughs> soon, right? Yeah, right. I think he's still hanging in that prison, honestly. Jeez. <laughs> Too soon. Listen, Kobe died in a helicopter crash. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we talked about that, did we? we you didn't talk about it last week. No, you left it off. You never yeah, said, hold on. You never said whether Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. You asked me, but didn't answer. Oh, 100%. I think he should go in the Hall of Fame. I, okay. I, the Hall of Fame is for what you did on the field to play. Right. Period. So, you know, Pete, it, Pete Rose is, we have this conversation a lot, okay, where it's like something that happened in the past could not happen today. Sure. Tropic, whether for, it's Tropic sure. Thunder or yeah. whether it's Pete Rose cheating on baseball. If that right. shit would have happened today, Oh my god, man! People would be going crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, he'd be—he would be getting his uh, fucking. There'd be a lot more money just, on the line though, too. I guess. Oh, but, a lot of money on the line. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Now we we For didn't sure. talk about. I didn't talk about Kobe last week, uh, so we're a little late to the game here. But yeah, Kobe Bryant and his and his daughter plus seven others died in a helicopter crash a couple weeks back. Um, yeah. Pretty rough stuff. I know you were yeah. really beat up about it. I was. And, you know, I'm a pretty emotional guy. I'm pretty, pretty open about that. You know, I'm pretty vulnerable. Um, right. But I was sitting around, I was sitting around uh, Royal Rumble Day, one of my favorite days of, of the year. And uh, I'm way excited. Royal Rumble's happening. My buddy's coming over. Uh, we're going to hang out, eat some food that I thought people were going to eat instead of bringing their own pizza. Two hour time great limit. Time. Two hour time limit. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, all of a sudden. Who brought their the own news, pizza? Who does that? Some asshole. So all of a sudden, I get the news that uh, there's a potential that a helicopter went down in California that had Kobe Bryant on board. Um, and then ABC misreported as I was listening to it that he had all of his children with him. And that way freaked oh, me yeah, out. Man. And that was a big fucking deal. And that dude got suspended, thank God, because it ended up coming out that there was nine people on board, one of which was Kobe's 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Um uh, and and it was just it fucked me up bad, man. Like, as a parent, that is one. As somebody who is not the most uh, uh, forward facing when it comes to death, I don't I don't really like to consider the idea. I know it's it's all gonna it's everyone's gonna happen. It's gonna whatever. Um, you know you're gonna die, right? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. But that's just something I've I've struggled with my entire life. You want to talk about being vulnerable? I've had night terrors my whole life, and the idea of the the idea of death has always haunted me. So, um, losing a child alongside your own life is just heart wrenching. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, they released the the nine one one call. Did you listen to that? No, I couldn't do that. Um, it's pretty extreme so it's like they it's not um it's not it's not him uh, well, no it couldn't it's, be it's the people that were calling in about the plane uh, or about right the Say, crash, saying but, hey there's an helicopter yeah. yeah um i don't know man I, like it's it's pretty sad and i think the tragedy of it is really what has driven a lot of the the compassion about it um because I know that this is going to sound morbid and maybe a little asshole-ish, but it's like we're we're really putting Kobe on a pedestal. And, and that's what people if, do. If he had been 70 years old and just died, it right. you know, it would be so much different. We would have we been like, yeah, he's, he was a great ba- basketball player and he's on the Mount Rushmore. But, 
you know, this because of the situation, um, yeah. it dominated uh, everything. And you're right. Like as a father, maybe it sounds corny, but one of your, when the shit hits the fan, the thing that matters the most is taking care of your kids. Um, and I can't imagine what it would feel like being in a plane or being in a helicopter, knowing that it's going to crash and you're probably going to die, but also like your kid's going to probably die and you can't do nothing about it. Uh, right. That, that feeling of hopelessness uh, would be crushing. It's almost a mercy that they were both killed. Cause like, right. uh, God forbid, you know, Kobe survived or his, you know, daughter survived. I, I, I think like what, yeah. What kind of life would they have led? Yeah. It would be, it would be really hard as a father if you survived that and your child did not, you know? Uh, for, for me, I think as we get a little bit farther away from it, um, I agree that Kobe's thing, his, his, his past history, as far as the rape charges and that getting acquitted and having the children and becoming a better person and his real, I mean, real bounce back from all that told the story of the kind of person that he was. Um, but that really transcended basketball. You know what I mean? Um, it was just, it was just really ridiculous. Um, to, to, to realize that this person, this, I mean, man who just retired, what, two years ago, three years ago, I think it was four years, but yeah, it's been, it's not been long at all. And, uh, went out on 80 points. Yeah. Went out 81, I think. And, uh, then he goes, wins an Academy award and crazy. You know, like the dude's just starting to live his life. He just, you know, he's made all this money. He's got this big family. He wants to take care of him. He's coaching with his kid. Like he's literally being able to live a life that he clearly wants to be a part of and to have that taken so soon and to lose him, uh, not as a person that knows him, but just that, that pain as a person to know that you have so much life ahead of you. And then for it to be gone in an instant, really, it gives you a real somber look at how life can be so cruel and things can happen that fast, you know? So it was a, it's a good reminder to appreciate what you have and never take it for granted and love the people around you and make sure that they know it because yeah, it's, it's cheesy, but you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. So that news broke on Sunday afternoon and, um, I was coming home from dropping the kids off and, uh, Carly and her, her daughters had come over with the dogs and they just, they were like walking around the neighborhood and they just stopped over. Right. So we were talking, we were chatting, hanging out for a little bit, and they're getting ready to leave, and like they're literally walking out the door to the car, uh, and I look at my phone, and, and it's like buzz, buzz, uh, TMZ's reporting Kobe Bryant uh, died in a helicopter crash, and I like pop my head out the door, I'm like, hey, Kobe just died, and so then they came back in, and we watched a little bit of the news, but um, it sucks, man, I mean, Kobe, for people our age, probably... You know, I've always thought Kobe was better than LeBron. I think LeBron's a little overrated, um, especially when you account for the failures in the, his career. Um, you know, some of the some of the debacle of uh, going f- between Cleveland and Miami and back to Cleveland, like super team in it. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a little shitty. I mean, Kobe, it's Kobe with, played twenty years with one franchise, uh, yeah, arguably the, the most historic Dallas. franchise. Um, I don't even say arguably. Yeah, I would say the. Yeah, well, you got the Celtics, but um, yeah. So, I mean, the guy who plays with one franchise for 20 years, you know, his career 
I think undoubtedly there's going to be a 30 for 30 sometime very soon. But oh, sure. his career has these just like really nice story peaks and valleys, you know, like coming out, uh, getting drafted 18. at 17 or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, taking the world by storm. And then, you know, he wins a couple championships. Then he plays with Shaq and, and that whole drama. Scene. It, well, yeah, it was him and Shaq winning some titles, yeah, drama Phil happening, Phil, Phil bouncing, Kobe's still there. Pow comes in, rebuilds yep. this whole franchise, more titles, you know, so on and so forth. I'll, I'll always, I guess my final thing is I'll always remember Kobe as just being really funny and charismatic. Um, that's what I remember about him. Like at post game press conferences, I saw him play twice in real life. Um, once really late in his career, I think the year he retired or the year before they were playing, um, the bulls. I'm, I'm not sure if, yeah, they were playing the bulls. Uh, anyway, like I'll remember him as being charismatic, like on talk shows and stuff like that. He was always really funny. Um, really good comedic timing kind of sucks. I, I, you know, he would have been really good as an analyst or a, like a color commentator. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's just tough. It is tough. Yeah, it sucks. Um, let's see. Talk about a little bit. What was that Bill? Is it uh, Bill Russell? Is that who? No, not oh, Bill, Bill Russell. Bill Russell? Yeah. No. Well, Jerry West? No, no. Well, yeah. You see all the, there's a lot of the signings saying that they should change the NBA logo to Kobe. Oh, uh, that was, yeah, I mean, that was way before he West. died anyway. No, well, yeah, but then everyone, um, like, obviously that drummed it up a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Anyway. I wonder how Jerry was, would feel about it. I don't know. He's still with us, you know? He is, yeah. Uh, so, Bill Simmons, that's who I was trying to get to in the first place. His podcast, I believe, right? He does yeah. uh, his podcast on The Athletic, right? Is that where right. he's at? Uh, I believe Spotify just bought that that podcast up right they they bought yeah his, the podcast. his podcast right it's which spotify is, a big deal. is buying up the entire podcast game spotify man. owns anchor which is where we are at yep, right now we host I mean, on anchor yeah, yeah. Um, anchor's great great service our boys over at the tell them steve dave and and uh ming chen and mike zapska doing their shared universe thing they're all on spotify now so yep uh yes i i don't ever like i think i've used spotify maybe five times in my life I use it at work because it's free for the web browser. I can just play it whenever, but that's all I do. Mm, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're buying uh, up the podcast sorry, game. Not the Athletic, it's the Ringer is what Bill Bill Simmons is part of, the Ringer. Okay, yeah, the Ringer of Bill Simmons. Um, Spotify's out there just chasing down this podcast game, and it's weird because it kind of came out of nowhere. Like right now, podcasts are predominantly dominated by Apple and uh, iHeartRadio and a a couple other like smaller venues. Stitcher was really popular back in the day, but outside of Apple, it's very segmented. Um, so Spotify is just swooping in, and I guess this is gonna be one of their revenue streams going forward. And I mean, essentially, you could say that we're uh, a part of the Spotify family because, again, <laughs> sure. the place where we host is is owned through uh, through Spotify through Anchor. You know, so um, I think it's great. I, I, I don't use Spotify for podcasts. I don't use Spotify at all as, other than at work for anything other than background music. But 
I think good for them if they've got the the capital to go out and get a, a talent like Bill Bill Simmons mm-hmm. and host that podcast. Go for it! Like that's awesome. Yeah, um, I just don't want to see also... them see them tank. You know, because like this is iHeartRadio is basically bankrupt, and they were doing really well when they were just radio hosting, but now they're they tried to expand too much too quickly. Podcasts mm-hmm. being one of those big avenues, um, and now they're practically bankrupt. So. Well, that's that's I think the thing, right? Is um, not to say that podcasting is is a, a, a fledging medium because I would I would go the other way. I think it's honestly a more predominant medium, but I think it's getting I don't want to use the word oversaturated, but it might be. There's a lot of people doing podcasts because anyone can fucking do one. Two schlubs from goddamn Iowa are doing a podcast right now. You're right, um, and I think Ooh. that's a big part of it. Is <laughs> Uh, I think that's a big part of it is Spotify understands that there's a revenue stream to be made from these podcasts, but it's how you monetize the ones that are going to get you the, the, the dollars, but you have to kind of grind it out with some bad ones, which I think is what it's, what they've been doing, uh, to get there. Yeah. Podcasts are very, um, on a large scale podcasts are very weird to me, honestly, like it's, it's kind of what we've grown into. It's not necessarily our generation, but the OG podcasts have been around a really long time, like 15 years they've been making podcasts. Oh, yeah. um, but they're really weird to me because they're still a heavily, heavily uh, consumed media outlet, but they're under no regulation, short of where yeah. you're hosting it and who's sponsoring it. There's no regulation. So it's it's weird to me this digital age that we live in, like YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, any of these social media things that uh, it's like, man, what do you even go to school for these days? You know, it's like people that are like, we saw this with like the bloggers in the early 2000s. It's like, you you don't need a journalism degree anymore. You just need a fucking website to host on and post whatever you want to and call it a blog. Don't call it an article. Uh, You know, you don't have to be a journalist. You can be a blogger. I kind of, you know, I think we're good at podcasting, but it's I like, think so too. Any, and like think, you said, anybody can pick this shit up and you, you need no credentials. You never needed to learn how to do radio or audio production no. to do a podcast. Like people nope. spent their entire lives in this industry and two schlubs from Iowa could surpass them immediately. Right. You know, I did, I did the radio for what, how many years was I there? Uh, damn near 10 years doing the radio shit. Right. But you got some good stories there. And I, and I loved the radio and I miss it, but at the same time, I'm able to fill that void by doing it free, by doing it right here with you and not having to worry about regulating myself for not being able to say Super Bowl. Yeah, right? you don't like have to regulate you, yourself because you, you don't show you up to your own podcast sometimes. <laughs> you can't say Super Bowl on the radio. You can say Super Bowl on a podcast because fuck it. No one's going to tell you otherwise. Right. You know, that there's just no one to hold you back. So, um, it's just, it's. Podcasting is a strange medium. True. Yeah. I mean, and there's so much of it. Like the consumption level is, is outrageous. So it's always been a little weird to me to think about it like that outside of our little vacuum of a podcast that we do for a couple dozen people. Like it's really weird that we're in this age where nobody like how many times have you stumbled across something, whether it's podcast or a YouTube channel or something like that, that it's like, got a hundred fucking views, but you're like, this shit's pretty cool. This is yeah, awesome. No, I mean, there's, there's a couple different uh, YouTube channels that I check out that are not in the millions of views. There's they're in the low thousands and yeah. that's awesome. You know? Yep. Moving on. Phil Spencer, the, uh, 
main man over there at the Xbox and uh, part of that Microsoft company, if you didn't know. He basically says that Amazon and Google are the main focus for their competition, like who they're trying to uh, beat out over at over at Xbox. Not Sony, not Nintendo, Amazon and Google. I think that is a stupid quote, and I think that is a terrible thing for him to say because it's going to bite him in the ass. You really think so? I do. Um, I, I think I, that... I think that Xbox is firmly ahead of Sony in this upcoming console generation. Okay. <laughs> Derek's right. like, his, his mind, <laughs> he, like, he didn't comprehend that for a second. Uh, why? I, <laughs> I just think that uh, if you look at what Xbox and Microsoft have been doing, uh-huh. I think they're pushing themselves into a much more uh, consumer-friendly uh, consumer friendly avenue than Sony's doing. Okay. They're, they're coming out with that X cloud service game pass, obviously sure. They're, I'm, I'm they're with putting the their pass. first party titles on, on Mac and PC. Uh, they're supporting third party developers more often. They're being a lot more transparent about their business they're model. Also not putting any first party titles on exclusively the new Xbox. Yeah. So there's literally no reason for you to even buy a new fucking Xbox. I think a lot of that's more about that's like retention rate driven though. Like they know that they have an ecosystem of players and they're relying on the fact that they're going to have the most all inclusive ecosystem to play your games on. Cause what it really comes down to is there have been so many attempts outside of a traditional console for people to video game. The only viable option is to build your own PC or buy a pre-assembled PC so they know that people are still going to buy consoles, regardless of, hey, I can play this over the internet on any device. You're still going to buy a, a console because you want to sit on your ass, hook it up to your television, and, and game out. So I think that they're looking at like, hey, what are our, what are our return rates on the Xbox One S, the uh, the One X over the last several years? Okay, we've got a steady renewal. Basically, we've got a steady right. rotating door of customers. So fuck it, you know, we don't necessarily need a first party. Plus, I, I think low key. They've got all of those studios that they bought. Sure. Eventually, they're going to start coming out with some games. And here's, here's what I'm saying, though, is to me, competition side by side is who is going to sell the most consoles. That is what a competition is, right? Yeah, sure. And by de facto, that Sony is putting first party titles out on the PlayStation 5 and making it a more appealing system because there are games you can only get on that system. That to me means they are going to be miles ahead of Microsoft. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I do agree with you. I just don't think sales numbers are really going to tell the entire story this time around. And I think you're not wrong there, especially with you look at X Cloud and what Google's doing with Stadia. Although Stadia is obviously not even fully rolled out yet, but also not great at the early launch. Right. Um, and then Amazon really trying to double down on its gaming studios and doing something different um, and trying to deliver a different kind of experience. But I, I, I just think the quote is kind of humorous in the sense that. He's trying to backburn Sony Nintendo. Granted, Nintendo's not his enemy at all as they share games and shit. Yeah. But I definitely think there's not a world we live in with a console launch that is not going to always and forever be Microsoft versus Sony. It's just never going to happen. I think you're probably it's the tale right old as time. Aspect. Aspect. Well, it's, no, a, it's the tale as old, old as, you know, 20 years. Two, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I mean. not that old. Um, right. But. 
I think it really shows why Phil Spencer has turned Xbox's entire organization around. Business model around. Because yeah, he's, he's looking towards the future. He realizes that you have these two massive companies in Amazon and Google that are IP you just Goliaths, and they're going to push that technology forward. So he's looking to the future. like He's like, hey, we're, we're neck and neck with Sony. We're, nobody really actually is, is dethroning Nintendo. They're like off in their no. own. Nintendo is Nintendo. It's, yeah. it's just never uh, going to be anything other than that. Exactly. So it's like you know, he's just looking at it, I think, and saying like, hey, we're neck and neck with Sony. We actually think we're much better than Sony as it is. But Google and Amazon, they're not known commodities. And at Google, at the very least, they've proven that on multiple occasions, they're willing to throw billions of dollars at the wall and hope it sticks. Right. Uh, so they're, they're think, a danger. I think before we move on, I think the other big thing we have to realize is <clears throat> it wasn't so long ago that uh, uh, electronics moguls were going, wait, Sony's doing what? Or Bill Gates is making a what? Yeah. You know, it, it was not that long you ago. You say for, forever that, it's going to be Xbox versus Sony, but and, and it wasn't that right, long ago that, that it, it was, was like, not. Well, Microsoft is making a game console? Console? Yeah. And Sony's, they make disc players. They make yeah. fucking, they make Walkmans. They play tapes, you know? Yep. They make a TV, whatever. It was just, it just, yes, you're right that the future is now and Phil Spencer is right to look at it. But I think that right here, right now, in the year of 2020, right, here, his big, right now, his big competition is Sony. The in the immediate, yeah, but in the immediate, it's like what, no, what, 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 uh, what self-respecting, successful executive of a company is ever going to get anywhere looking at like who, who do I need to take down right now? Right, yeah, you have to, you have to plan. I want to insert another story before we move on to this next one. It's down further. It should be right here. And that, because we talked about Google Stadia, right? Uh, is this is this NVIDIA service? Have you been following the NVIDIA game streaming service? No. Uh-uh. Uh, so for a long time, like we're talking like three goddamn years, uh, NVIDIA GeForce has been a closed beta service, um, and it's now kind of opening up. Uh, and they're, so basically here's the deal, right? NVIDIA, probably the most popular name in video game graphics cards for PCs. And they've had quite a few graphics cards integrated in, you know, like laptops and, and game consoles actually too. But um, they have a streaming service. It's a cloud-based uh, like Google Stadia, basically. It's what Google Stadia should have been. They've been doing it the right way for several years. So they have, they're rolling out this tier program. They have a free tier uh, and they have a, a paid tier. So basically, NVIDIA's got this huge server farm of graphics cards and servers, and they will integrate existing libraries that you own. So if you own a bunch of games on that little teeny service called Steam, you like that Steam thing, Derek? You buy a game on Steam and you want to stream it uh, over the internet in pretty good quality with a roughly like a GTX 1080 graphics card style, that's what this service does. Um, so it's NVIDIA just must be really bad at advertising because they've had this a long time and it's really never hit the mainstream. Um, but for the longest, it's been available through their NVIDIA Shield. If you bought the Shield TV, you had access to the service. But I just wanted to bring that up because studi- uh, where Stadia is shitting the bed and a lot of people never realize that, oh, I can subscribe to Stadia, but I have to buy the game. 
already this own that just game. using your existing games yeah yeah this is going to link up to your existing libraries um and really a company like nvidia is the one that should be doing this they already have the end to every game developer in the world so just something to check it out i think we're going to get more reviews in the in the coming years or the coming months right. uh, as this rolls out uh, more openly but hey and five years. bucks a month yeah, and years. I mean, this this yeah. is still, I mean, from VR to this, th- these are the two big forefronts of, of what is next for video gaming, you know? This is definitely it. I mean, like, gaming over an internet provider is basically how it is because, again, you can game at very high fidelity or, with or no soon to be a 5G Or soon to be a 5G connection yeah. with, with how go. good 5G should be, you know? Yeah, so the NVIDIA GeForce service, just to recap again, um, right now, the initial is it's five dollars a month. It's it's actually session. It's what they're calling a session base. So like, if you do the free tier, you can play in one hour increments. So you can log in, queue up, pick the game you want to play, and then there's a timer basically, and you're gonna get booted after an hour, um, and then you have to like log back in and re up. Uh, so it's it's kind of weird. Like that's a new format that I don't think a lot of people are gonna really be that into but it's a really good way to get you to pay five dollars a month if you don't want that Um, that's for sure but you pay the money and you game over the internet and it's it's roughly equivalent to what they're rating as about an 800 to a thousand dollar gaming pc rig Uh, and they they actually unlike google stadia they have a track record of doing this for several years having a, a stable environment they're averaging between 15 and 20 milliseconds of lag, which is really pretty good for an internet-based service like this. Sorry, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to sneeze. Sorry. Yeah, you sneeze like uh, a rock star over there. Yeah, I, I muted that motherfucker. Um, yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, so as I was trying to say before I got rudely interrupted to talk about NVIDIA, uh, things that any video game developer should be concerned about is anytime rock stars in the news, whether it's good or bad, this might remain to be seen. Um, Dan Hauser, who is one of the co-founders of Rockstar and who I believe either wrote solely or, or wrote with his brother the latest Red Dead Redemption game, right. um, is leaving the company, um, which is a big shock, really. Yeah, I mean, the guy that m- more or less single-handedly made Red Dead 2 happen. Right. Um, he's out. I don't know what he's doing or why. I'm not sure if that came out or if, you know he's going to there a separate company weird- or what. There was some weird rock star riffraff when that game came out about crunch and yeah. the idea of crunch has been like nothing mandatory but, over, like mandatory 70 hour yeah, work weeks and shit like huge, that. Huge, huge crunch weeks. And, and like I said, that, that is only uh, uh, expo- exponentially grown as far as the concern for game developers and, and working crunch. Right. And I think every, every, every place you go has overtime, right? You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be overtime necessary, um, but there's a different level. Apparently at rockstar, no one really talks about it. They try to keep it under wraps because that game tries to, or that game studio tries to stay very personal um, and doesn't really let a whole lot of news leak out. But that was one of the big things coming out of red dead was, Hey, these people literally were giving up their entire families to focus on this game. And that's not okay. And a lot of that fell to the Hauser brothers. Yeah, so it's apparently a pretty toxic environment uh, over at Rockstar, which is part of 2K Games. Um, So you talked about how they're kind of private and they keep a lot of things private. It's causing some ruffles because you have, obviously, like labor concerns if you're 
forcing employees to work this. Now you're paying them overtime, but like there's a difference between paying them overtime and forcing them to work uh, to a deadline. Um, or the opposite where you're just guilting them into it. And that was kind of, some of the stories coming out was yeah, pretty much not only was it mandatory, it was suggested. And if you didn't do it, you got shunned and, and made to feel like shit. Right. And a lot of, you know, people are concerned about how private that is and what sort of practices are going on because rockstar is owned by uh 2k games or whatever their parent company is technically called, but that's a publicly traded company on the stock market. So now you have shareholders that could be adversely impacted by some sort of major, you know, class action lawsuit from their employees, things like that. But here's here's the real problem that Dan has kind of hinted at over the last, you know, four or five years. Take two interactive, by the way, not two K. Take two. Okay, take two. Sorry. You're no, fine. it's two K play. Okay, that's all the same thing. Uh okay. Yeah. No, take two is the people that own them. Two K are usually who that's like the people that help uh publish, publish or it, right. Um, yeah, di- different things. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. So the thing that Dan's hinted at a little bit, uh, what he sees as a big problem with the gaming industry um, is the it's money. It, so back in the day, you know, like think about your Nintendo, your Super Nintendo, your PS1 days. You know, you had big publishers and you had big developers, but they were all kind of a get it as you need it funding system. So it's like, hey, we have this game. Here's a little bit of an initial money. As the game goes on, you don't necessarily have a deadline for a lot of these games, and you're funding it as they go as part of the development. Nowadays, games are funded up front with an expected timeline. Um, and that's that's kind of a problem. Like, think about a game gets announced, and it has a release date before you see a trailer. Like, that's kind of crazy, man. And that sure. causes a problem because these companies are pumping millions upon millions of dollars into game development, which is 25 years ago, you'd have never heard anybody getting $15 million to develop a game. Uh, but, you know, you go from staffs in probably the 90s and the 2000s, staffs of a couple dozen to staffs of hundreds that are making these games. Um, and they're under strict guidelines, man. And the idea that these video games don't have to report how much they're spending to be made. Right. You know, it's it's not publicized about how much these video games cost to get made. So a game like Red Dead, I want to say it was like north of a couple hundred million dollars to get made. Right. Yeah. And so when you when you when you take into consideration that they're dumping that much money into this video game, like it is big business and hence why they expect you know, big work environments. And, and I'm not saying that it's right, but I think that could be what's leading to his exit. I have no idea. I'm just speculating. Yeah, totally speculation, but the guy's right, though. Like, the, the environment with game development, you hear it more and more often, which is why Indy's getting so much support in recent, you know, 10 years. Um, right. You do it on your own time, and out of nowhere, there's a game that you want to play, and it's like, great. That's right. awesome. You just do what you want to do, right. Just pay the guy 20 so, bucks. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 weird seeing him leave, but I'm, I, I am uh, curious to see what he's going to go do. So. What, what does Rockstar have in flight right now that you feel like might be impacted? No, I, they have yet to say anything that is out there right Certainly now. Certainly a new GTA um, game. It's uh, by, by proxy of we haven't had a new GTA game since 2013. 13, yeah, 2012. Yeah. Maybe. So uh, that, that's got to be what it is, right? New console year, probably not the first year. That's usually they, they like to take a year off and, and see what happens. So we're probably talking 2021 until we see whatever Rockstar is doing. Bully 2. I would love a Bully 2. Sure. sure. Um, I, I don't I don't see it. No. They're, I either see one of two things happening, a new Grand Theft Auto or a brand new IP. And Red Dead 3. I'd love a brand new IP. 
Um, what'd you say? Red Dead Three coming out next it's year, be confirmed. Ten years from now, <laughs> ten years or longer. Oh, you're so right. we yeah, even totally. get the idea of a possible Red Dead Three. But um, yeah, it's it's got to be a Grand Theft Auto or a new IP, which would be great. Rockstar puts a lot of love into their video games, and clearly a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and you're always excited because Rockstar games are polished to fuck. Like they're just they're just well made video games. Yeah. Um, Please we'll not another what... mafia game. I don't want that. Uh, yeah, don't or, do Mafia Four. You no, know, I don't want another LA Noir. I'll take another LA Noir or Manhunt mm-hmm. or Max Max Payne was that Grim Fandango was that them? Um, now you're stretching a little far. I think. Uh, I just like I like companies like Rockstar that they create all these different games with completely different environments. But you know it's a rock. Like you immediately know it's a Rockstar. It's game. a Rockstar game. Right. Um, they have they a, have very, a distinct a signature. Right. It's ACDC. You know what it sounds like, and you love it every time. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. Let's move on to some movie news. Can we do that? You like movie and TV stuff? I do like movies and television. So as, as we rev up, you know, the Super Bowl, we had a couple uh, different trailers. We don't have a whole lot of that in here, but we had Family. some trailers. Yeah, we had, the most we had some Olive Garden talk. We had some Olive Garden talk from Vin Diesel yeah. uh, where... Uh, John Cena is in the new uh, Fast Nine, which you didn't know last time. Uh, uh, yeah, the trailer did not is fucking just nuts. Though that fucking movie trailer was nuts. It's what I hate. Pure about chaos. The, the, the three they're, or four most recent movies. They're so good, but they're the most over the top bullshit you've ever fucking seen. Yeah, like I, uh, I have so, to. I have to actively prepare myself to watch a Fast and the Furious movie to suspense now. Every possible amount of disbelief in your body. Yeah, I. You, you literally movies. do. Like, like, yeah. Yes. It's it's real it, it's ridiculous. Um, the thing that I I have a couple problems with this, even the trailer. One, John Cena is Dominic Toretto's brother, which means oh, John Cena really? has to actually True. yeah John Cena has to actually act, which is not going to go well. And number two, mm. he looks ripped though. They're they're bringing it's John Cena, dude. Um, number two, they're bringing back Han. Oh, how do he live? I don't know. He should have died. He blew up in a car. They brought back Letty though too. It's like Dude, and they yeah, it's just ridiculous. So yeah. um so Han's back and John Cena's in it, whatever. They're probably there's on a, a quest new... to get the Dragon Balls to wish some people back. <laughs> Don't you think? There, uh, there's a new Minions movie coming out called The Rise of Gru. I thought John that was pretty funny. For. I like yeah, those Minion movies just because they're oh, they're yeah. cute. They're adorable. They're just great. Um let's see what else. The James Bond. Is trailer, Steve Carell gonna um, be back in it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um James Bond movie, I'm all in. I love that yeah. new James Bond movie. It's got me rock hard. Um, they uh, then they also showed uh, some teasers for Disney Plus Marvel stuff. They showed the teaser for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it showed Winter yep. uh, Falcon rather throwing the the shield, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they showed uh, uh, what the fuck was that other uh, Vision Quest Vision? Yeah, uh, Wanda Wanda Vision. Wanda Vision. Thank you. Uh, I'm surprised you caught all that during your nap yeah <laughs> listen they post that stuff all online i didn't have to actually watch it live right but coming out today uh not disney plus necessarily but marvel related nonetheless uh you've got dr strange 2 uh which is dr strange madness in the multiverse i believe is what the tagline is currently and uh and sam raimi's gonna come direct it which is kind of awesome bring in the chin baby it's gonna be great you know sam, sam- Sam Raimi is uh, the director most famously known, I think, probably for the, the uh, 
Ash Evil Dead movie. movies. Yep, exactly. And Evil Dead and then Spider Man, the the first three with uh Toby Maguire. Maguire's. Um which which the first two were great, the third one was just just weird. It holds up um, I think. The third one? Oh yeah. Venom. Uh, Venom. Venom. Well, that's Venom. not. That's an Eminem song oh. from the movie Venom. Oops. It's not the. It's, it's not the guy from that '70s no, show. It's not Thomas. Hay- well, yeah, it's not Thomas Hayden Church playing the Sandman, and it is not Topher Grace playing Venom. Um. So with Sam Raimi, uh, coming to direct the Doctor Strange two, which who who directed the first Doctor Strange? I thought it was someone kind of important. Do you remember Taika Waititi? I don't know. <laughs> no, it definitely is not Taika Waititi. Uh, I'm going to look up here what the first Doctor Strange was directed by. Kevin Scott Feige. Derrickson. Definitely not Derek. No. It was Scott, Scott Derrickson. Derrickson. Ooh, Scott, Derrickson's, <laughs> Scott Derrickson's done uh, some some decent movies. Um, but yeah, he's he's done that. But now we're talking oh, Spider-Man. Oh, I forgot. Director, same. That, uh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. What? What What, what did you forget? That, uh, Cho- I can't say the guy's name. Trudy Elgivore Ta- or whatever. Ta- Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he was a, one yeah. of the time dudes. He's one of the time dudes, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, either way, Doctor Strange, multi, uh, Madness of the Multiverse, going to be directed by uh, by Sam Raimi, which has to then make you feel that, yes, Ash himself uh, uh, is going to be in Doctor Strange too, right? Like, that's just the Fucking, obvious thing. I love the chin, man. Bruce, Bruce Campbell's great. Bruce Campbell is the best. You ever watched Burn He's Notice? The, Amazing. No, you were you love the burn notice. Oh, I forgot God, how much so you love good. the burn notice. Jeffrey Donovan and Sam Campbell. Get out of here. Don't uh don't care about that stuff. Um Tony, did you see the trailer that dropped today? And I'm gonna guess you didn't because it wasn't on the news. Did you see this uh Saw spinoff trailer? No, I, you told me right, can, a little while you told me a few episodes ago that Chris I, Rock was gonna be in it. So I'm going to need you to live watch this while we're on the air because there's a line in the trailer that is excellent um, that I really, really enjoy. And, All right. Uh, here we go. You ready? Saw Spiral? Uh, spiral from the Book of Saw is what it's called, I believe. Yep. Uh, one minute, 41 seconds. Yeah, it's a quick, it's a quick teaser. Okay. And you can, so I'm going to go ahead and superimpose this over the podcast so you know exactly when I'm watching it. It is starting right now. Okay, got some grooves. You know, you can just hit the share of the screen button too, and it would work. On Skype. I meant for the viewers, but. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, Chris Rock. Yep. They're just driving in their police car, it looks like. Probably detectives. Training day style. Yeah, training day is good. That's a good callback. Okay, officer down. Officer down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here comes the boom. I don't know what they call that in the in the movie industry, but like the 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 cinematic boom. You call the Hans Zimmer. You call the Hans Zimmer. Okay, so immediately this is giving me vibes of. Remember that movie Bone Collector? I don't know if it's Uh, because you said Training Day and that's Denzel. Yeah, 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 pretty close. This definitely already looks way different than any Saw movie. It looks much more serious, much more flushed out. It looks like it. Oh, whoa! Was that? Was that SLJ? Just wait, baby. Someone's out there pulling all this. Say what? One more motherfucking time. No, it's even better. Is he gonna say goddamn snakes on this goddamn plane? Just wait. Oh, this is creepy. 
You wanna play games, <laughs> motherfucker? You wanna play games, motherfucker? It's so fucking good, dude. I was he like, just looks like he I do, give Samuel I do want to play games, motherfucker. Oh, yes. he's, he's chained up and he's got the saw. Yeah, bro. Okay, so listen. Uh, yeah. First reaction on that, okay? Looks much more serious than any Saw movie. Way more production value. Sure. Oh, um, yeah. But it feels like they're actually trying to make this a good movie. Yeah, it gives me it gives me a very reminiscent of like first season of True Detective HBO style, like very yeah, dark, a little bit of comedy. Yeah, atmospheric yep. would be a good word for it. Uh, but Samuel, Samuel Jackson, he's, he's I, I don't know if he's a little bit. Is he is he the bad guy? You don't really know. Is he just kind of in there as like a screen grabby trailer <sighs> role to just say the one line and be done? Here's here's Which is a fine. Breaker, though. If Tobin Bell's not in, I'm fucking out. I mean, he's dead, so. So is uh, Han. <laughs> That's okay, fine. <laughs> he needs to be in it. What do you think of the name? Spiral from the Book of Saw. It makes me think of uh, Blair Witch 2, Book of Secrets. I don't know why. I don't know. Is there, is there some like back background ecosystem of Saw? Like a series no, of books or something. I yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. So. Um, probably one of the best uh, in a adjacent but not related story. Probably one of the best movie deals I ever got was the entire Saw collection for ten dollars. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. That is a good deal. Yeah. I mean, even though most of the them are just garbage. Saw the first three Saw movies are pretty good. After I that, would say the first wonky. three and the last two. I could go without uh, four and five. Uh, I don't six and seven. The that last. Bad. Two. They, I thought there was eight, dude. I thought there was eight of them. Uh, there might be eight now. Yeah, because they redid the Fair Saw enough. movie, right? The, like they redid the original Saw or something like that. No, uh, uh-uh. that's what I the Spiral know. movie is. Oh, uh, okay. A- anyway, anyway, different tangent. Saw, sp- a Saw spinoff or reboot, soft reboot called Spiral. Chris Rock, I think, might be producing and maybe directing. I don't remember for sure. And Samuel L. Jackson's in it. I'm way the fuck in. Uh yeah, I'm with it. Are you in or are you, are you in or are you out, Tony? Uh, like I said, dude, it's got to have Tobin Bell in it. I'm trying to look up the IMDb on it. I don't know if you're gonna have one right away. Is there? Saw 2020 IMDb. I am douchebag. Oh, it's called Spiral. It's not even called Saw. I told you that it's Spiral from. I the thought book it was of like Saw. Saw, comma Spiral. No, Spiral from the Book of Saw. I don't see Tobin Bell in here, bro. Dude, I'm telling you, it's probably not going to be in there. Uh, then, then again, you didn't think Mark, you didn't think Mark Hamill was going to be in Last or in Rise of Skywalker. So calm down. This is a completely different movie studio, too. Yeah, well, it's Lionsgate still, and it's directed well, right, by the dude. But... It's directed by the dude that I think did the first Saw. Is it? That doesn't sound right. Pretty sure Darren Lee Wannell or something like that. Who? Darren Lynn Boseman. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh so, yeah, he did the first three Saw movies. Okay. See. I fucking know shit, man. I know shit. He actually did Saw 2 and 3. He didn't do the first original one. but Didn't do the first one, but either um, way. All right. Fine. You got me. I'm in. I'm way in for it. Sure. I'll go for I'm that. Excited. Cool. We talked to a hair about Disney Plus. There's we talked about some Marvel stuff. Disney Plus had like a conference call. I don't know if it was a live thing, but uh, got out and talked about uh, their subs. Almost 30 million people subscribed to Disney Plus. 
that's got to be pretty good numbers for Disney, especially when they gave it out for free. Um, <laughs> it's not not terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're dropping new movies. They're dropping relevant movies. Toy Story 4 dropped on Disney Plus today. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'll have to go check it. Oh, no. I, I yeah, saw the, Toy Story 4. That was the one where Toy it's Story like they... I haven't seen to, it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive now that I say that, that we went and saw it in theaters. Um, I have a date night with the kids on Friday night to watch that. I bet my kids will want to watch it, too. You know yeah. what you know what you should do? What's that? Friday night at the Lutheran Church of Hope out in Jordan Creek, Daddy Daughter Dance. Uh I have a daddy daughter dance the following Saturday, so nope. Why you're such a good dad. I know. I, I'm taking both of my children. It's both of their times this, this year. How are you gonna I'm dance two with two of kids? the three? I'll dance if I want to. Dance with my father. Uh so yeah, Disney Plus thirty million Andrews. subs. That's from I believe Bob Iger came out and said that. And then uh, you're always also, in a weird spot with these these things where they give it out for free. Like, does that include free subs? Does it not include free subs? Yeah, I would does it really matter? Because it's fucking Disney. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're still getting the money. It doesn't matter because uh, either way, Verizon still paid them to to quantify all or the they free paid stuff. Verizon. I don't know. Yeah, true. Either way. Um, and then the biggest news out of all that, because no one really give a fuck about subscribers or any of that shit. Uh, he said, hey, guess what? Mando two. October 2020. Yeah, how about that? That's a quick turnaround. That seems way quick and makes me hella nervous. 11 months? Unless they've been shooting continuously since it started the first season. Uh, and I would that doubt That doesn't it. seem likely. Right. Because, I mean, you, gotta, I you do a pilot, then you got to get greenlit. So yep. it seems very unlikely. Plus, the actors that you have in it, it's not like they're just not doing shit ever. So, right. uh, yeah, it is a really quick turnaround. I imagine, though, that the amount of CG involved, the actual, the actual shooting is probably relatively simple. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like a pretty involved show. It's I mean, it was pretty well made, but they yeah. they CGI'd a lot of it, and that's that's like John Far uh, Favreau's. That's like his mo. I mean, right? The, that, he knows how to work some CGI. Yeah, that ju- I remember when that Jungle Book movie came out that he did. That yeah, was nuts, and he was like, "It's ninety five percent CG." <laughs> Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Don't we didn't really, shoot, I didn't really make a movie. movie. I just clicked buttons on a computer type of deal. Uh, I, had this, I had this half-naked little boy running around, and I just put a camera on him. It was fine. I'm not sure I see anything <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> this is your wheelhouse, but I see this completely wrong. Uh, our The president, the president of the United States of America. Donald John Trump. Uh, was fully acquitted, I believe, today. Yeah, I uh, watched this shit live, and uh, clearly, no one's surprised because the the Republicans run uh, the Senate, the Senate. Yep, and uh, and it was almost unanimous. Yeah, so I, it's hard not to talk about the president going through an impeachment. Only the third time in history this has ever happened, um, and so Trump was brought up. I don't know how much you know about the articles of impeachment. Do you know anything about this process? Just just pretend I don't. Okay, so basically the founding fathers, the you know, the dudes okay, that wrote nope, the constitution. Nope, nope, shut, nope, go ahead and shorten that for our viewers <laughs> okay. or listeners, please. The articles of impe- impeachment were wrote by the founding fathers in the constitution. Basically it's it's a law that supersedes the presidency uh and it's basically saying like based on these different factors, the president can be impeached by the Congress and the Senate and thrown out of office. So, 
there are several articles of impeachment, and then when they think the president's done something bad, the Congress decides what articles that they're going to charge the president with. They push it through Congress, it goes to Senate, and the Senate basically has a trial, just like you were you know, accused of a crime, and they decide, sure. are you guilty or are you not guilty? So Trump, you know, he flexed his political power as president uh, to pump information out of a foreign government about his 2020 election uh, campaign competitor, Joe Biden, and his son, uh, Hayden. Hunter or, Biden. Hunter Biden. Hunter. Yeah. Um, so now it's bad enough that the president uses his political power to get information from a foreign government that he shouldn't get uh, for his own political purpose. But Ukraine is a, a national international ally with America. And also they were in the middle of a war. They were being invaded by Russia and Trump allegedly, I guess I have to categorize this point says, Hey, we're not giving you no money until you tell me what's up with the Bidens. I want you to, I want you to hack some info from the, about the Bidens for this election. So, right. You know, the thing, the whole thing started as a political along political lines. So, you know, it was never going to go anywhere. Um, the way that this works is the Congress has to draw up and choose to indict the president. Uh, well, I take that back. They have to choose to say like he did something impeachable. Then it goes to the Senate. The Senate has that trial that we talked about. So they actually decide, Hey, do we think that he should be charged with a crime? And then the chief justice of the Supreme court will determine what the charges are, what the indictments are, blah, blah, blah. But uh, in case you don't know, Democrats control the house where it starts and Republicans control the Senate. Um, and you have to have two thirds. So to, from, from the start, a hundred senators, 20 of those would have had to cross the Republican line to vote with Democrats to say that Trump should be out of the office, which you know is never going to happen. But the big news right. that was coming out of this is that Mitt Romney, basically out of nowhere, ex-presidential candidate Mitt Romney, ex-presidential candidate Mitt Romney comes out and he, before the impeachment, he calls a, uh, the impeachment hearings today. He calls a press conference. So a little, a slight little bit of background. This impeachment process has been going on for several weeks. Um, they've had trials. Trump didn't turn over any information that he was legally subpoenaed to give. He basically right. said, fuck you to the Senate. Suck a dick. Yeah. The Senate subpoenaed him for records, emails, phone call recordings, all this stuff. And he's basically like, no, I'm president. I don't have to do that. Yeah. That in itself is a criminal offense. Yes, uh, it, quite literally the exact definition of contempt you, of court. I don't believe you can. I don't think you can be tried for it until he is out of office. Though that's correct, right? So uh, that isn't relating to his presidency. He just chose to ignore a court summon. Right. Uh, anyway, it's like when the bill collector is calling you, and you just kind of hit the double double ignore call button. Yeah, yeah he doesn't live. You know? That's not. This isn't his number. He doesn't right, live here. Right. This is, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Dirk? So, uh, Dirk here. I'm sorry, sir. So Trump and his entire office, they're like, fuck that. I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have that stuff. We're not giving it up. Uh, we shouldn't have to. Um, he, sh fuck, man. He just circumvents the whole system, basically. So Mitt Romney comes out, calls a press conference. So today was the vote. So the Senate, the, the trial's wrapped up. The Senate's actually voting on the two articles that he's being impeached upon uh, article one and article two, basically breach of power and uh, dissolution of trust uh, of the people, something like that. So 
Mitt Romney has this press conference, and he basically says, hey, Trump did it, and I'm going to vote him as guilty. Uh, which is crazy, because the Republicans are toting the Republican line. We think that this is going to be a straight down down party line vote, which it was, minus Mitt Romney. So he comes out, and he has this really long-winded um, speech. Reasoning. Yeah, and he basically says, hey, I'm a man of faith, and I take my oath to office seriously. There's no doubt in my mind that Trump abused his power and that if these people weren't named Biden, he never would have done this. Yeah. You know, like he never, he never would have got this information or, or forced it out of the Ukraine government. Uh, and then he went as far as to say that he's had, when he made it clear that he was going to do this, basically that his phone was blown up with phone calls and texts from Republican party leaders that like more talk him out of. Yeah. He was more or less hinting that like, Yo, dude, you're black sheep. You're blacklisted. Like if you yep. do this, go fuck yourself. Don't don't ever come by the house and again again. No more sugar for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So stop touching my daughter. You know all that weird shit. I watched I the I vote Biden. live. Shit. I watched the vote live, and it happened about three o'clock Central Time. Um, it it really sparked something in me about how bad this government is. Like how bad the systems it is. And we'll talk a little bit about the Iowa caucus. Cause I was heavily involved, at least in my, my district about that. Um, sure. and how archaic that process is, but go watch the impeachment proceedings and realize like there ain't one of these motherfuckers that talk like you and I. Nope. It, it is some Harvard some Ivy league bullshit. Lots of that going on. So, Trump's off the hook. He's going to stay in office. He started blowing up Twitter basically right away. Um, right. I feel bad for any listener because I, I don't know of any Republican in my personal life, like my work life, that wasn't like, yeah, fuck, that's fucked up that Trump did that. Right. And the, the biggest thing that comes out of this is after, you know, that happened today mm-hmm. and he's still out here touting about how he won the, you know. Republican caucus in Iowa because we got a good laugh. No one, that. no one was running against him, but yet he had to go out there and brag about how he won. He won. Yeah, you know, it was it was a good time for him. That was a good um, laugh. I mean, you didn't caucus, right? No, I did not caucus. You're correct. I did not. I don't register as a specific voter, as we talked right. about that day. You're independent. Um, I, I I register as an independent. Um, so I do not affiliate with a certain party and I did not really want to go out and affiliate with a specific party. I, I did want to go caucus, but it just, I, I didn't, I don't know in my heart. I was like, I don't really want to go change from being an independent just for one night. Cause my heart is, is not that. I, so I, you know, what's funny about this is I started off the same way as you, uh, but I went to the very far extreme and I'm going to get into that. Um, so I was registered as an independent, uh, but as caucus was coming up over the last couple of weeks, I, you know, just decided that like, I mean, there's never probably going to be a person I hate as much as Trump in office. So like I, if ever I was more of a Democrat, it will never be more than now. So right. fuck it. Like I went and I re-registered as a Democrat and I went to caucus. Now, uh, I'll talk about the caucus proceedings, but I just want to point out that basically like halfway through the, the caucus, um, the lady that's running it, uh, she stops and she makes the announcement that, um, uh, something happened. No, we're good. Okay. She makes the announcement that, 
hey, uh, I just want to point out Donald Trump just tweeted that he won the Iowa Republican caucus. There was literally one other person running against him in the Iowa caucus. So it's like he's bragging for the sake of bragging. Not only that, he uh, this and this is a completely different topic, but he also congratulated the Kansas City Chiefs of the great oh state of God. Kansas. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. How can he President deliver the, the State States, of the Union when President, he doesn't even President know the state of, the of Kansas? States doesn't know where the state of Kansas is or if it houses the football team. Jesus, this guy, dude. Um, I just, anyway. So the Iowa caucus is getting a lot of heat because it, it was a goddamn epic fail. Um, and I could see that there in person. So... I guess for the first time ever, uh, they decided to use this app to track caucus votes. Um, and when they were explaining that at the beginning of the caucus proceedings, uh, I thought to myself, why are we trusting a bunch of old people with flip phones with an app. That, to run an app? Hey, you, would you be surprised that that app situation, it didn't fucking work. Didn't fucking work. They, yeah. they couldn't get it to work. They relied on paper Was it ballots. called like Shadow Inc. or something like that? Knows, it was like some dude. real shady fucking name. Yeah, I don't... Some some probably 70-year-old made the, the choice to vendor out this information to an app company. Like, Right. I, I, I don't want to bash on people, but I mean, that shit was doomed from the beginning. Um, oh, shit. And even, even the paper process, like was a, a goddamn confusion, at least in my, my voting uh, caucus precinct. But So I told you I went the opposite extreme as you, right? Correct. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened here at the caucus night. So the caucus, uh, I guess in a really Reader's Digest way, is you go in person to vote and you get with a group of people based on the candidate that you want. And they whittle it down. So as candidates have... Uh, less and less constituents supporting them. They get eliminated and those people have to either go undecided or they have to join another absorb another, yeah, uh, join another another candidate. Right. So it gets a little bit competition-y because you get the initial caucus event where you go and you support your candidates and you realize what the room's really doing. But then you see like, Oh, Andrew Yang's got one guy. Uh, Well, obviously that's not going to work. So then you see Bernie Sanders. He doesn't have enough people. Uh, Joe Biden, not enough people to be viable. So then it's like a recruiting game. You feel obligated to put in your two cents about right. why you should join whoever, right? Sure. So that that all gets done. Caucus is fine. Well, then comes like a bunch of housekeeping stuff that you have to do. Um, a couple of those things is, one, you have to elect candidates for your caucus. Uh, or consi- uh, not candidates, delegates. Spokespeople, basically. Yeah, delegates. Yeah, you have to elect delegates. So basically your caucus is over, and your caucus says these four or five people um, are going to continue to the next round as, as a presidential candidate. You have to assign somebody to go to the county convention uh, next month and actually in-person cast a vote for these people, right, on behalf of everybody else in your area. So they need some delegates. Nobody wanted to volunteer, so I went ahead and just raised my hand. So now, <laughs> now I'm, a, I'm a delegate. I don't even know if I can do that. Like, I don't know what the, I mean, what the I, criteria no is. Idea. I think you're too short. I honestly <laughs> yeah, think there's a high requirement. It's exactly I'm pretty right. sure you can't do it, though. Yeah, I'm too short. Like, what's his name that wants to be too, in the debate? Too short. That, oh, I thought you meant the rapper. <laughs> you didn't say all that shit that Trump was saying? He went no, on national know. TV this past weekend, and they were trying to, like, hit him down on this impeachment stuff. And he was sure. talking about some candidate that came in and he wants to debate. And he's like, the, the, now all of a sudden he, he wants a box to stand on at the debates. Why, does, why should he get a box? What, what, <laughs> why does he deserve a box to stand on? Why do we need a box? Wow. And he just, he just went in circles for like five minutes. 
about this. But anyway, awesome. so I, I'm now a delegate. Uh, and then yep. uh, another part of the housekeeping was that um, for the Iowa Democratic Party, they need committee members from every county. And Warren County gets two committee members. And so they have nominations for those committee members. Now, one lady raised her hand right away. Turns out she's been on the committee for like eight years, so she just wants to keep doing it. Uh, But there was like 180 people in this auditorium, and a one motherfucker wanted to volunteer. And (laughs) I, I I happened to be standing pretty close to the front where this lady's at. Where you're just like and scratching in your head, and they're like, oh, you're in. She's like, well, Not we're going to have to nominate somebody. And she looks right at me thinking, he volunteered as a delegate. I think I can He's get him for this. He's a fucking pussy. He'll do this, and too. And I was like, uh, what went through my head immediately was completely selfish in the fact sure. that I've been to as usual. one of those yearly Democratic um, Party parties, uh, and they're, okay. they're fucking lit. <laughs> they're really good. Uh, so sure. I was thinking, oh, I can get into this. Uh, so I, I went ahead and raised my hand like, hey, I'll do it. Again, don't know what the requirements are. I don't know anything besides that we meet twice a month. Okay. Uh, so enough. I went from uh, 6.55, I was an independent, yeah. to 8.05, I'm a Democrat, I'm a delegate, and I'm a committee member of the Democratic Party. That's, that's a lot. Now, if that, that's if a that don't convince you that one day I'm going to be president, I don't know what is. Well, I, again, I'm pretty sure that might be a, whole, a height requirement for that, so I don't think you can get that. But uh, um, if you would like a box to stand on for, for president, <laughs> I'll get you one. Uh, oh, fuck. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. The, the, that shit always has confused me forever. And One of my I just pet peeves want... is old people, so I don't know how well this is going to shake out. Hold on. Hold on. Just regular-ass old people? I just can't stand the ineptitude of old people. Yeah, it's, it's it's and it's pretty severe out there. Well, Goddamn, in Iowa especially. Yeah, I'll, I'll the end. I'll be all this is that the caucus night did not go off without a hitch. There were no results posted. Uh, the end of caucus night for nearly they finally got hours. some. Res- they finally got some results out last night, but only partial, and I think even more trickled out today. Yeah, which I believe ended up being that Pete was the the most uh, caucus caucus candidate. He, yeah, he's got the biggest amount of cock. Um, 20, 92% uh, uh, reporting as of 8.30 today. Yeah. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, 26.5% with a 532 vote count. Yeah. Uh, Bernie with 25.6 with 11 delegates. That's 513 count. And then Elizabeth Warren uh, in third with five delegates, 18.3 <clears throat> and 366 count. You know who one of those delegates is? Tony Motherfucker. Well, this guy. Uh, yeah, I caucus for Elizabeth Warren. Um, Joe Biden was my backup. So, like, the way the caucus works, we talked about it. Like, you pick this one person, and if they don't advance, you have to pick somebody else. But um, to, to my surprise, in our area, Joe Biden and um, Bernie Sanders were immediately eliminated. And Andrew Yang. Right. They had nobody. Andrew Yang I kind right. of expected because Indianola is not exactly known for its youth population. Um, right. And he's on the younger side, which I felt he bad for this guy because one... Well, so is, so is Pete, really. Yeah. So, like, before it starts, they give everybody a chance to uh, 
they open it up. It's like, hey, for this candidate, does anybody want to say something on behalf of the candidate? Now, for your major players, there's somebody from the campaign, like a volunteer captain yep. or something like that, that talks. Uh, for Angie Ng, there was there was nobody. Um, as a matter sure. of fact, they have signs like p- the the political ad signs on the wall for like what right party for you is. to like stand under. And Andrew right. Yang's was just a printed piece of paper that said Andrew Yang. Um, nice. And so there was like nobody for Andrew Yang. This one guy stood up. This like. Uh, probably mid thirties, middle Eastern guy. And he makes a really good speech about like, Hey, I'm not with the, the political party or anything, but like I work in the technology field. That's where Andrew Yang comes from. I can tell you that he looks towards the future. He made this really impassioned speech. It made me think like, maybe, maybe, maybe he's right. But then uh, yeah, nobody else went to st- stand with him. So I felt really bad right. for the guy. Um, But it's, it's really great. We took our kids. Like Carly was there actually. So her, her two daughters were there and then my two kids. So it was really cool just to have them see the political process um, as fucked up as it is apparently. But uh, I don't know. Good time. I got a, I got a couple free events that I got to go to now. Uh, as long as you stay far away from me and don't get any uh, closer to anybody that's got this coronavirus, you should be okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, it heated up a little bit this past week. Have you, you, yeah. have you been following it all anymore? Listen, what I know is that there's memes about it, which I think I think are a little ridiculous. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, and also the idea that there is this uh, disease, which is basically masked as the common cold, like you talked about last week on the show, uh, that could kill you, sounds uh, fucking scary. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so like the last time, at least on the uh, the last podcast we did where we talked about the coronavirus was. Um, you know, there were like 4,000 some cases, almost all of them over in China. There were like five or six deaths. Uh, again, most of them in, uh, from Chinese people. Um, it's, it's actually spread to the United States. There's been 13 cases nationally that have been confirmed by the CDC. As a matter of fact, two people in Iowa today volunteered for testing. They came back uh, from that area of China and they were admitting symptoms of the virus. So um, they voluntarily submitted a cor- house quarantine and, and testing. Um, but the big, the bigger news is three things. So the CDC declared a national uh, emergency, which freaked a lot of people out. What that basically means is that the CDC is throwing its support to the research of this. And what that really does in practicality is open up funds for research avenues for uh, medical facilities to talk to each other within the country to get information, accurate information and uh, standardized information. So like, you know, our medical system is so fucked up in the way that people, uh, the medical system out in California might be cataloging this data in one way, but the medical facilities in New York might be doing it a different way. Well, when the CDC gets involved, you have to report it in one way so that they can track it. Um, so that, that happened. The WHO, the World Health Organization, declared an international emer- uh, medical emergency. Again, basically the same thing as the CDC, just on a much larger scale. So people are freaking out about that. Um, what I thought was really cool, though, is that China, the government, in 10 days built a massive hospital, a 1,000-bed hospital. To give you an idea, Mercy, probably the biggest hospital here, has roughly 350 beds. Um, so the Chinese government... In ten days, from the ground up, built a fucking hospital for. Because there's like a billion people over there. It's cra- That's crazy though. I mean that that is some ingenuity. The thing's probably going right. to fall down next week, but. Um, <laughs> wow. There's now a lot of kids with uh, calluses, but uh, you know, 
Come on. That that one was okay, right? I can't. I can't do it. Okay. Uh, my shoes weren't getting built, basically. Is one, is the listen, listen. Okay. Focus okay. on the virus. Uh, so that happened. I think I think the thing, you know, I'm I'm as we now know a political The plague activist. is coming. The plague is coming. Yeah, that's see that's the conventional wisdom that the media makes you think, right? But here here's some facts that I heard on YouTube from Dr. Mike. If you don't know who Dr. Mike is on YouTube, you need to go follow him. Uh so the coronavirus we're talking about, there's, you know, 4 or 5,000 cases across the entire world right now. Just for reference, in the last 12 months, influenza, you know, the common flu, there's been 19 million cases of the flu in the past 12 months with 19,000 deaths. It's 1%, it, right? Yeah, or less than 1%. I don't know. But so people are worried about this coronavirus, but the flu regularly is often motherfuckers on a much more regular basis. So it's fair. <coughs> That's all know I had about enemy. that. Know your enemy. All you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we're coughing. Less than less, less, less than one percent. It's point one. Yeah, it's point one percent. Right, one tenth yeah, of one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the death rate faux real. Either way, scary shit. There's plagues in like the last. Uh, people were like, "Oh man, eighteen twenty had a plague. Nineteen twenty had a plague. Here we are, twenty twenty. Shit's yeah, the, going the down." The last no time fast. that the CDC had this, um, they filed this emergency for this type of thing was the polio virus. And guess what? That led to, or the smallpox virus. And guess what? That led to a smallpox vaccine. So it's like, for all you anti-vax people out there, uh, God, I hope none of you listen. And if you do, please fuck off. Um, I, I, I'm a firm vaccinator. I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be. I just thought that that was excessive. That's not excessive. If, listen, if you don't right, want to vaccine enough. your kids, fuck off. Stop listening right. to this podcast. Unfriend me on Facebook. Uh, if this is not for the uh, the listening audience, but the wife sent me this the other day. That <laughs> was pretty uh, fucking morbid. That's pretty. And fucked she up, had man. a pretty good fucking laugh about it. She was in the bedroom losing <laughs> her mind. It is crazy how. Uh, there are just so many obscurely <laughs> things about vaccines that like, I don't want to vaccine my kids, but I will accept this laundry list of things that we do in our culture that right. are basically the exact same thing. Yeah. Just, just, tens, Oh, do you, do you go out and kill your own food and eat it raw, like unprocessed? Okay. So you believe in vaccines, <laughs> like you believe right, in screening, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, and not right, getting same sick. Fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just crazy. Ridiculous. I've been talking the majority of this last few topics. Why don't you tell me about Apex? Uh, so Apex Legends, one of the best games of last year, uh, the second best video game, in my opinion, of 2019, has uh, dropped a new character, an updated map. It's season four. Um, it, it looks fucking great. Mm -hmm. They are definitely putting a, 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 bitty, a bigger emphasis, it looks, to be on uh, story. Their trailers that they released were pretty story heavy with the new character. Um, who was a former human assassin who has been turned into a robotic assassin, similar to a, a T-1000, if you will, but without morphing into uh, 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 goo. <laughs> um, the trailer was pretty fucking hot. I thought it was dope as shit. Uh, it looked really cool, really atmospheric, and, uh, and and just got me really jacked up to play more Apex. Like I said, that uh, new season dropped yesterday. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it out and seeing how that new character is because I will pick it up because I think I've got the points to do so. Um, but yeah, Apex continues to churn on as one of the best uh, battle royales out there, um, getting uh, getting a lot of love. So is uh, is that the canon term in the Terminator universe? Goo, 
goo. I, it might be. I'd have to call Arnold and find out. I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> he's pumping Arnold, man. Is that liquid nit? No, liquid nitrogen is what he uses to freeze them. I don't remember what it is. What a great it's movie, something. man. T1, T2. What a great movie. God T- damn. T2, is, T2 might be one of the top 10 greatest movies of all time. That's not a different. That's a, that's a different movies of the blank list that we are not ready for yet. Um, anyway. One of my favorite services, and the reason I got an Xbox, uh, is adding even more fucking games, um, which, if you have not heard me slob on the big fat Xbox knob yet, uh, here's what it's about to happen. Uh, Xbox is dropping even more games on the Game Pass, which it just happened. They just dropped some pretty fucking hot games, what was it, two weeks ago when they dropped Indivisible, right? Yeah, about as often as we record, there's new games. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. They dropped Indivisible on uh, the 24th of January. Yep. Downloaded it. Tale, which, which Tony, Tony picked up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the week later, a week later, they dropped that fishing uh, world game in Sea Salt, which I'm not sure what that is, but that dropped. And then, uh, and then this week, uh, starting tomorrow, for, for people that own, uh, own Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate, Final Fantasy XV. Wolfenstein, Youngblood, and Death Squared, which um, I don't know what the fuck Death Squared is, but uh, Wolfenstein, Youngblood, not a great game. Picked it up last year, maybe one of my most disappointing games, but for free, fuck it. And if somehow you lived under a rock and did not play uh, Versus 13, which has now morphed into 15, which has been out for a couple of years, Final Fantasy 15, a pretty damn good game. I think Final Fantasy 15 came out four years ago, if I remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. Game Pass is steadily becoming this great service of... Uh, these like triple A titles that came out several years ago, um, you know, the Witcher or, or indie titles that are out now. Well, that's true, but I'm thinking more like uh, if I was not the person that had played these games immediately, I would be so fucking thrilled because they've probably Fuck been sitting yeah. on the backlog, and I'm like, oh, I could pip, uh, I could pay ten bucks for this, I could pay fifteen bucks for this, but like, eh, I'm not going to, you know, but like, and you know how fat I, you know how fat I am. I love the idea that oh cool I could play Final Fantasy 15 right now without having to put a disc in the system. Yeah, like that that's pretty great. Now I don't need to, but um, that's just that's an awesome feeling to have. And Final Fantasy 15 was great, probably the best Final game. Fantasy for me. Uh, definitely not the best Final Fantasy, but a very good game. I think it's probably the best very, Final very Fantasy, Derek. Anyway, I think it's probably the best Final Fantasy, Derek. You know what? You know it's not a Final Fantasy game, but a game that I've been playing. Tony, you want to talk about what I've been playing? Yeah, dude, tell me about it. Uh, what do you? What I, game is your choice to fall asleep to immediately? Uh, actually, surprisingly, so oh. uh, last week on the Level Up Show podcast, uh, I talked with uh, with Ryan and Ralph about uh, about playing Fire Emblem on the Switch, right? Okay. Uh, Fire Emblem. You know, I can't help but that notice I, that you never plug our podcast on that show. Fire Emblem is a game that I switched. Moving uh, right on, like I didn't out, even say nothing. Control out for uh, with uh, uh, Andrew Morgan, who is a fan of the other show. I don't know that he's listening to our show, unfortunately, but good dude nonetheless. That's weird. It's um, not like you could send him a text or anything. Right <laughs> well, now, he's supposed, Ro- he's supposed to be at the Royal Rumble and uh, failed to show up and then ignored my call and I called him. Anyway, well, you could text him right um, now with a link to our show. It's fine. For the, so the viewers would appreciate that. It's fine. Anyway, so Fire Emblem last week. I really wasn't feeling it. Um, have you played a Fire Emblem game before I've, recently or just in the back? Ba- no, bad I mean, days? back in the day, like the 3DS and the, two, uh, the original DS, I played probably three or four Fire Emblem games, put a lot of time into them. Probably the only yeah. 
uh, RTS games that I really ever played. I, and, I, and I've not really played a lot of RTS games, which is why I was kind of like, okay, this is here's Derek Vance push himself out of his comfort zone again. And that first go round, not feeling it. Um, yeah. The tutorial levels weren't really grabbing me. The idea that, okay, you're this dude who gets brought to a monastery and is immediately thrust into a professor role. And so you're teaching and like you're there's a calendar in front of you and you have certain days where you can either decide to rest, you can go battle and you can explore the monastery where basically when you're exploring the monastery, you're literally running around doing random ass side quests and talking to students yeah. that most of the time don't really do anything. And I'm like, this is the, the loop of doing that. Wasn't getting me. I didn't really care about the story. It really was just like, this is one of I those games care. that if I remember from initial reviews and like quick looks and all that stuff, it, there's a moment where it just kind of clicks, right? It has to be because about five hours in and I had pushed myself to play it. I just, I, I just got it. Yeah. I just, I just got it. You know what I mean? Like okay. I was out of the pre-battle stage. Battles were happening rel- at relative speed. I was enjoying running through the monastery and bullshitting with my students. The fast travel seemed a little snappier because you could bounce around to everybody pretty quick without having to run. Um, the side quests were quick and painless. There wasn't a whole lot going on. You know, you get uh, action points basically as you progress your teacher level, um, which allows you to do different things, whether it's, Hey, I'm going to go train from this dude and get better at strength. I'm going to go train from this lady and get better at lancing or axe using or spells or faith or reason, you know, axe, using, whatever, you mean wielding <laughs> axe, wielding, whatever, dude, listen, I'm, I'm a klutz when it comes to some words. All right. Uh, so it's just the idea of being able to balance all that and what dude? it's just so funny. Axe using. <laughs> I was trying to think of it on the fly because I was like, axe handling? <laughs> using. Okay. And sorry, that's where I went sorry. with my brain. You know, sometimes things just axes. get you. It's, it's, a good, it's a good thing. Um, but at a certain point, the battles become pretty fast and furious, no pun intended. And you are just... Is it all it, about family? Just, it, it might really truly be about family. Okay. Um, and I have honestly played... I. <laughs> on my two days off, that is the only game I think I fired up was Fire Emblem. And I think I'm about <laughs> 23 to 24 hours into it at this point. Yeah. I've played a fuck ton of Fire Emblem, and I'm pretty sure that game's like 60 hours long, though. Let's just set the stage for, for the listeners. Uh, so, Derek, as we were fiddling around on Monday, we both had the day off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm playing the games I'm playing, and we're talking on Discord, and there's I don't man, do I want to play Fire Emblem? I don't know if I want to play Fire Emblem. And then like five minutes later, it's like, bing, bing. I'm like, wait, what's that? He's like, oh, I'm playing Mario Kart. <laughs> like, that's that's where you were at. You were playing Mario Kart Eight on the Switch. Uh, yeah, I was that's, definitely playing Mario. That's Kart where you were at because man. I just it hadn't got me yet, and I was like. I know I need to play this game because I should really give it its due, but I really don't give a fuck about this game right I'm, now. I'm in the same boat like, with the game I'm playing, yeah. I was like, I really just want to play Mario Kart and get all the three stars on each one of these, and that's just way more rewarding. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, you know, because I, I have prided myself in the years that i played video games on trying to push myself out of my comfort zone, and this is a, a Bloodborne, right? This is me going outside of what I would normally buy and normally purchase and try and going, okay, how do I, you know, what do I do here? I think there's an and, opportunity for you to be famous on YouTube in the gaming streaming phase, but specifically like a, like a skit where it's like 
can Derek effectively play this game? <laughs> so the whole background is like you're a runner and a gunner, but you play uh-huh. games that require you to not do that. <laughs> Like right. RTS game, and you know what or, I do? You know what I do in Fire Emblem? I definitely do. That. <laughs> Absolutely, I can just imagine you're like me. you're committing all your troops right away. I'm definitely <laughs> just losing people left and right. If I was playing with permadeath on, I would be game over immediately. Oh my god! Dude. And I've let so many people get wrecked because, and I'm pretty sure like I'm level 23 or 24 my character, and uh, I've got characters that are still like 13 and 14 that are just sandbagging bad. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. They die all the time. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, you know, the game's got mechanics that I definitely do not even fucking know how to use, and I don't have to. Because I'm just like, you got a sword or you got a magic, and we're going to fuck some shit you, up. You got an axe to it. use. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you got some axe using going on. <laughs> I don't know. Fire Emblem, honestly, has turned me around, and I'm I'm having a lot of fun. There's, I just had a major point in the story, I think. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know it's a major story be, or a major point in the story because my hair just turned blonde uh, from from it was black Wait. before and now it's blonde. Did your so, uh, did your short bald friend get killed uh, on a foreign planet? Krillin? No, Krillin, no, Krillin's still alive. Oh, so you're not Super Saiyan? Thankfully, no, no oh, Super okay. Saiyan. It's, it's, it's just dirty blonde, but it's weird. Anyway, Fire Emblem's good. Yeah, I played Mario Kart because whatever. I did play a little, uh, since the last time we talked, we, I did play a little uh, Modern Warfare, obviously, because how do you not play Modern Warfare? It's a defense. We've got a good enough point. squad between, yeah, between your squad and then the squad that, I, you know, I've got and our boys and Chris and, you know, the whole gang. So, um, still great. I still really like that. And then, uh, let's see, what else? I watched something. What did I watch, Tony? Fuck if I know, man. Jay and Silent Bob. You watched, uh, uh, you watched the Aaron Hernandez thing. I did watch the Aaron Hernandez oh. thing. Wow, okay. No, you said you were going to. Nope. I was going to, but I haven't got to it yet. What'd you um, watch with the wife watched, last night? Uh, we were going to watch uh, a TV show that we couldn't come up with. I wanted to watch Mindhunter, but I was not in the mood to actually pay attention to the TV because I was playing fucking fire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Date night with the wife. <laughs> Out comes the switch. <laughs> I brought the God switch. Damn, nothing, like... nothing makes the bitches hotter than that. <laughs> nothing, nothing, wetter, yeah, nothing makes it them It sounds leak. a lot like... It sounds like a lot like the beginning of our show that no one heard where it was like. I was recording. A lot so of that. about you? Oh, great. Um, so we just turned on that 70s show and watched that. Oh, Listen, boy. we rotate the three. That 70s show. And then we'll be finished with that. And we'll go back to either Parks and Rec or The Office. And then we'll flip flop to the other one. Should we, have, should we file a divorce now or later? <laughs> Me and you? No, no. You and Amanda. Oh no no we're we both love that shit we were cackling the whole time oh gosh you know to each while, their own while while I was looking at the switch most of the time but it was still funny that's, that's... Um, I watched something else though I, we watched a, a well movie. you probably can't remember it because you had it on but you were playing the switch well, no 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 um, this is the movie we actually paid attention to uh, it was a newer movie that we watched streaming oh we started Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I definitely fell asleep forty minutes into that. <laughs> Because why wouldn't I? You should have heard her yell at me. Yell at me last night. We're like, shut the TV off. I get to the point of shutting off the switch, and literally, I turn over and I'm gone. And she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're already asleep." And I like jump out of like fucking sleeping mode, and I'm like, "Why are you yelling at me?" I was asleep. My apnea is now. We have two ideas for your YouTube channel. Games that require you to play them, not run and gun style, and uh, also just you looking at a movie and seeing when you fall asleep. 
I thought it was funny. I thought it'd be funny for me to play video games until I fell asleep. And then the channel be mostly just me sitting there <laughs> sleeping on the channel. I thought people would get a good kick out of just me. Here's, just here's why we can't do that is because it would selfishly make me uh, want you to not cure your sleep apnea. And then yeah. you're going to die. So, yeah, that's true. Um, I watched, we watched something else, man. I just can't place what it was. I wanted to, oh, we watched Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Nah. It's good. <laughs> nah. It's, nah. I didn't really like it. It's good. It's not that good. His laugh is really hey, annoying. Uh, and that brings us full circle to the Derek <laughs> trifecta. The third one being that he has to have the unpopular opinion. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Listen, if I don't hate something, then there's a problem with me on a daily basis. Jesus H. Um, Christ. The, the, the movie had, the movie is too fucking weird for me. Almost. It's out there. It's definitely out there. It's way fucked up. Like I felt uncomfortable watching it. And now my fucking kid won't stop grabbing the side of her fucking mouth. And <laughs> it open Cause she watched like the first 30 minutes with us. And I was like, yeah, she's got to go. This is not okay. It, it straddled you know? the psychosomatic line really well for me. Like, they made you think like at some points that he was dreaming this entire relationship with certain people. Um, So it's like they, they really, I think, I think they tie it roped it really well. It it was, it was a well-made movie, a completely well acted movie. Like you can quite literally get to the end of that movie and really ask yourself the question, like, did he kill all these people or was that all just fucking made up? Is this still all a dream? Yeah. Were we were we in the were we in the asylum the whole time? Right. It's it, a very well executed movie, it, but it did its job. It made me feel very uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, I I felt the same way. I went to see it by myself in theaters, and um, I would say that a vast majority of people uh, did not expect to get the movie that we got, and it, yeah. it the the awkwardness and the shock was palpable in the theater. I uh, you, I I saw the ending coming from twenty miles away. Yeah, but it was still effective nonetheless. Yep. And uh, R D uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm sorry, uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. R D not R D J. Robert De Niro definitely deserves some kind of uh, uh, award nod for that role. Um, although he also put the Irishman out, which must be a better movie. How unpopular are your opinions? You don't like the movie oh. and you think Robert uh, Robert De Niro should get an, an Oscar nom. I couldn't think two more opposite ways. I love the movie and I don't think he did much in it at all. I thought it was well. I thought that monologue at the end was well done. Oh yeah. I I might be at the place with a guy like Robert De Niro where it's like this is what I expect take, of you now. Take him or leave. Yeah, take him or leave him. It, you know, it's a no it's a known quantity. I'm going to recognize immediately if he sucks in a in a role. And I'm not going to sure. recognize if he's awesome in a role as much. What about me? Can you milk me, Fokker? <laughs> he needs to get an Oscar for those movies because those are those are great. Dude, true. Uh, that's that's everything for me. What about you, Tony? Let's wrap it up. What, what Can do you milk got? me? Um, I finished up on Control. Goddamn, I <laughs> Control. Yeah, I got sucked in on that game, man. Like, so it, good. It is kind of one of those games too, where things just like kind of click. Because I was. I was a little sloggy, probably about three or four hours in. Um, <coughs> then you start to get some of the powers and stuff. Uh, it's really good. It really scratched that Metroidvania itch. Oh, and, so uh, yeah, the Game story the is really fucked up. And I, I, there's not many games I finished, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the DLC. But this is a game that, like, when the DLC comes out, I want it. I want it yeah. bad. I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of sad that I don't have that game anymore. 
Although I could just replay it on your account. That's true. In and around my mouth is where I want that DLC. Chia. Um, and then you talked about uh, Fire Emblem being one of those games that like you just have you just have to commit to it and give it its yep. due. Um, yep. I'm that way right now with Hollow Knight. Uh, last year I started Hollow Knight, played like an hour or two, and I was like, "Fuck this game! It's way too hard and stupid." Why, yeah. Why do people like this game? And then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna go back to it, and I'm glad I did because holy shit, it's a really good game once you sort of learn the mechanics and you learn a little little bit of the in and outs. Um, like the I dark think, soulsiness nature of it. Yeah, I think about I think about Hollow Knight like all day and night. Whoa. Like I just I, <laughs> I, like I literally wanted to call into work today because I wanted to play Hollow Knight. And I haven't That's done crazy. that for a game in a while. Yeah. Borderlands Three is probably the last game, and then I don't know before that when it was. But Fuck, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Destiny know. Two, maybe uh, even that was kind of pushing it. I don't think so. Kingdom Hearts Three was the one for me, but I didn't do yeah. it. But I really thought about it. Um, I'm in this phase. I haven't really watched much, but I'm in this phase where I look at my. You know, you can kind of see it in the camera. I look at my setup here. I have a, yeah, I have your a, hamsters. I have a speakers. pretty minimalist setup. When it comes to like my TV stand and stuff, everything's very, very clean. Um, I'm kind of in this phase where I I want to like put up a component shelf and get some of those like all-in-one uh, console stand charger game holder things. Like sure. I kind of I kind of want to put a skin on my consoles and like have them on display. So I've been looking yeah. at those. Um, I know that's not really like not what I've watched. Cra- or they're not great. They're not crazy expensive, but 20, 30 they can bucks get there. Um, on Amazon, yeah. but they have like fan coolers in them that, that you can utilize. Have you thought about taking it, like buying a whole case though, instead of just a, just a skin, like buying a whole new, uh, like outer no. shell. No, not really. I mean, I don't know if you feel more mechanical to do that, but th- those are, there's some pretty cool customized uh, consoles out there too. Yeah, it's true. The skins I was looking at through like D brand are pretty, pretty simple. Like you, you, you basically, at least on the current consoles, you kind of just pop the plastic off and put the skin on and pop the plastic, trim it and pop the plastic back on. Um, but then I was thinking like, okay, I've, I'm committed. I'm going to do this eventually. I'm going to get a stand. I'm going to uh, put this shit on a stand. I'm going to make it look nice. But then I got into the world of like, what do what skin do I want? Holy shit. Like now I'm, I'm in that Netflix land of there's too many suggestions. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's I'm in the mode that right now in my in the bedroom that we're in, I wanted to put a corner stand up and then the wife put the dresser in the corner and I'm like, okay, cool. It gives me a little more freedom over here, but what do I want to do as far as I asked her, you know, we moved to a house. There is no real basement. I had a bunch of nerd bullshit that was, in my opinion, important for me to have displayed. I no longer have that display. I would like to buy a new display to put all my dorky shit out. But the only place that it's going to get put up is in the bedroom. It's like, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, I don't know if you want me to display all this dorky, nerdy shit. She's like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, okay, cool. So now I got to find out, do I buy one of those corner stands that kind of go up and look almost like an easel with small shelves? Do I go full on book stand like I was before? Like, you know, it's just so the world of stands in general are plentiful. Yeah. Well, it's so permanent. Like, that's the thing for me is it's like, if I get this and I hate it. That's going to be a problem. You're fucked. Uh, I want one of those like display cases that's like all glass. And holy shit, they're fucking expensive. Yeah, it's that's no joke right there. Yeah, like as simple as that sounds, they're like 2 300 bucks. So, yeah, they're not. That's it that's that's crazy money talk. Yeah. Uh that's kind of it for me. You got any walk-ons? Um listen, are as, you going to be here as, next week? I'll, I'll I will be here next week, Tony. And for the for the listeners, 
you should definitely be checking out our Game of the Decade podcast because, honest to God, some of the most fun we've had on the show. Um, I wouldn't hit, say hit, that. Nudge, nudge. I would say that it's Pokemon some of the best conversation. Pokemon Go, maybe the best underdog story of the year so far. Um, that part's true, but. But go check it out. It's it's a whole lot of fun. Here's a good walk-on for you. The wife just sent this to me. Uh, here's a picture of Pat Mahomes and uh, I believe his wife, who is wearing a Patrick necklace, and that tells you how crazy that bitch is. Uh, but he's wearing a shirt that says the great state of Kansas, and it's definitely the state of Missouri. <laughs> That's pretty good. And that is fucking great. But also, check out the fucking Bret Hart glasses. Speaking of Bret Hart... Yeah, I forgot you you said something earlier about this. I tried to look it up, but it didn't say anything. Uh, so it's it's low key like not publicized news, I guess. I was listening to Jim Ross's podcast, um, and he brought up that he, he was talking to Brett, and Brett signed back at fifty two years young, signed back with WWE on a short term contract from like late January to mid April. Um, so maybe some. WrestleMania shit going WrestleMania on. WrestleMania appearance, maybe, or they could be trying to get Owen inducted in the Hall of Fame, which they've been trying to do for years. And he said he, he said uh, Jim Ross said that Brett told him that he's planning on wrestling. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't tell him what the story is because he doesn't want to like put it out there or hide it or have to lie to anybody about what's going on and like so he's just not telling anybody. But he said he's wrestling. I would almost guess that that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's fucking old. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. He's way old. And he's got skin cancer, I think. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, the dude's well, in bad Noma. shape. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, I, I my guess is they're still trying to get Owen into the Hall of Fame. His widow won't let him because of the fact that he died in a WWE ring. She still holds that uh, in high esteem as the reason that uh, he died is Vince's fault, blah, blah, blah. So it's That would be tough for me, too, though. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that she's wrong, but I think that, you know, you have to let time heal those wounds, and I th- I think that you need to let yeah. Owen be yeah, celebrated yeah. because he is one of the greats. Um, pedestal or not because he died. Like, that dude had some in-ring expertise that even his brother didn't have. True that, dog. True that. Go go back and watch some of that shit. Uh, you know what? I appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks for following. Check out the uh, Game of the Decade podcast for the DTS podcast. I am Tony. That is... Derek and we out here. Goodbye.